All right, you ready? Hey everybody, welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. It is episode 89. 89 episodes. Yeah. Does it seem like we've done 89 episodes? Nope. How many episodes does it seem like to you? Like a couple. Couple, just two. <laughs> we just met, haven't we? We're just getting to know, getting to know you. Getting to know all about uh, I you. I feel like you're going to sing a lot on this Getting song. to like you. Getting to hope. You like me. I am going to sing a lot, even though I'm tired from last night. How is your weekend going so far? Fine. Somebody said brunch. I did. I had brunch yesterday. Oh. It was delicious. Brunch is the best meal. I, wa- I had a problem because I wanted to order everything. Oh, yeah. It's like, ugh, I really want these pancakes, mm-hmm. but... They got biscuits and gravy. Mm. We have we have talked <laughs> at, at length about biscuits and gravy, and yet you and I have never gone out for biscuits and gravy. We may have to do this at some point. Yes. Yes. We'll Sometimes you have to come early. Come early on a Sunday when we usually record, and then we go get biscuits and gravy, and then we'll probably need to take a, like a little nap. <laughs> <laughs> and your then... couch, your couch looks really perfect for that. I could sprawl right out there. And then suddenly it's 9 o'clock and we didn't do the podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Biscuits and Gravy Podcast. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds so good. There's a couple places in town that do the the brunch buffet where you can go through. You pay for the plate and then you go through and you can get whatever. Ooh. And they'll have like an omelet station and a, and all the fresh fruit. fruit. And, and uh, the thing about those is that nothing's ever great. Everything's mm. all right. So, but at least you can satisfy every single brunch urge you have. When I went to Jamaica at the resort, it was like, it was like that all the time. Mm-hmm. And they had like the most delicious fresh mango. Mango. And like you could get any um, juice you wanted and they would squeeze it right there in front of you. Yeah. It was amazing, like shrimp all over the place. I loved it. All right. And then you eat, and then you go out to the beach. Yeah, and you lie <laughs> down in the sand, and mm-hmm. you wait till your next drink. <laughs> yeah. I need a vacation like that. I need a beach book drink vacation. It was all inclusive with drinks too. Oh, nice. So they would like come out to the beach where you were, and they're like, "Hey, do you want something to drink?" You're like, as a matter like, of fact. Sure. Yeah. Or if you were like. Oh, maybe not. They're like, yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Let me explain what you're doing here. This is Jamaica. Pretty much made you drink. If you're not on at least a semi buzz through this, (laughs) pause for Siren. Face, did you call them again? (laughs) I like to call. I'd like to call and uh, report a podcast being recorded. Uh, My nap has been interrupted. What's my name? Um, it's Murderface. <laughs> Excuse me, what is that again? Murderface. 
Your name is Murderface? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I got to go by. Well, we have an exciting podcast for you today. I just asked that as a question. <laughs> I don't know if we do or not. Uh, do but we? But yeah, I can tell you right now that we are entering week three of the tournament. Of course, the tournament. And there are so many teams. How many teams are there? There's over 100 right Whoa. now that have played at least one game. So that's uh, that's putting us in pretty good a pretty good pace. Uh, so if you're out there, make sure you're getting out to your games. Um, we've had a lot of questions from new teams. Yes, you can play more than one game a week. You can go to other places. There are places that uh, we would highly suggest you going to because there's not as many teams and you have a better chance of running in that top three. Uh, Technically, you could play four games a week. Sure, sure, you sure can. Uh, you had a situation at yours this week where one of my Renton teams finished second place at your Ballard place. Yes. Yeah, and uh, that was that was good. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I recognize that name. <laughs> um, oh, the best one was there's a team down in uh, in my Tacoma location called Ninety Nine Problems, but a win ain't one. And uh, they're usually, they're a young team, and they're usually kind of, you know, maybe playing for beer and stuff like that. But somebody brought their parents. Oh, yeah. And the parents were good. <laughs> and they finished in second. And all of a sudden, they're in the top ten right now in the rankings of the uh, of the oh, tournament. I feel like the parents might be the, coming I think they may then. have to uh, to convince the parents to go out on a, on a Tuesday night for a while because they played really, really well. So I love I love seeing the multi generational stuff out there. So keep playing out there, and uh, the rankings are up. The, the week two rankings are up. You can go to quizfix.net, click on the Winter Spectacular tab, and see where you rank. And even if you're not up near the top, there's still plenty of time. Lots of time. Yeah. Oh, and. Uh, check out uh, the latest uh, edition of the Seattle Times. There's a link in our Facebook page, and we'll link to it also in the uh, notes for this podcast. Uh, they did a nice little, uh, a nice little piece about pub quizzes, and featured our uh, quiz fix uh, quiz on Tuesdays at Murphy's. So there's a little picture there, and uh, they mentioned us in there. And I guess the writer is one of the uh, players there. So thank you for shouting out quiz fix. Thanks. We appreciate that, and uh, go check that out. Uh, do you have a Habs update for us this week? I do. All right. Hit the theme song. All right. Give us that Habs update. So... They won four games in a row. What? What? Yes. Holy What? And one of those teams was the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, no. That I'm going to go and see them Wait. play in March. Now, were you torn? No. When, no, you're Habs all the way. Yeah. So when you go see them in Columbus, are you wearing your Habs? Yes, definitely. Nice. <laughs> and someone's going to like, why, why, why aren't you wearing an Ohio team? Because... I only root for them if the Habs are out of the playoffs. Right. <laughs> but how are you, how will you explain your Habs love? I explain it exactly how it happened. Yeah. Which was actually because of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. 
See, we do great work here <laughs> on the podcast. We get people inter- in- introduced to uh, Canadian uh, hockey teams. <laughs> That's it. That's all we've done. We were introduced to um, boiled peanuts. Oh, yes. Boiled peanuts. Thanks to the podcast. <laughs> what else? Have, anything else? Anything else good has come from this? I don't know. I'm sure there's something. How about our long lasting friendship? Oh, of course. No, that didn't sound too sincere. <laughs> uh, well, let's then move on into the regular part of this thing. You ready? Ready. Let's do it. Yeah. Now it's time for the lightning round. It's going to be the kind of podcast today. I'm a little groggy. Are you a little groggy? Did you do yeah. something fast? All right, good. I didn't do anything last night, but I'm no. just tired because I'm tired. Okay. So exciting times with the podcast today, guys. Woo-hoo! Yeah, yeah. You can, out there, why don't you do something exciting and kind of pump us up while we do this? We'll feel it retroactively. Why don't you entertain us? Why don't you, for once? Why don't you do something out there? <laughs> <laughs> why is it always on us? All right. Uh, this is the lightning round. This is where Monica and I ask each other five questions in rapid fire, uh, sort of, uh, 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 and then, no, it's never rapid fire. What am I talking no. about? But uh, there are different uh, different subjects for each person. Monica, what are you asking me about this week? I'm asking you about drums. Drums? Mm-hmm. Oh. I had a dream that Andy played the drums. That's, that's pretty cool. So I wrote around about drums. Yeah. My girlfriend plays the drums. I know she does. She's a very good drummer. I'm not. I've seen her play the drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours is about popcorn. Mm. Yeah. I ate popcorn last night. Okay, well then you know everything (laughs) about this. This isn't even fair. Wait a second. I played a. I played a. I played in a band that had a drummer last night. Uh. We're gonna ace this stuff. Uh, Yeah. Today, for some reason, when this drops on Monday, it is National Popcorn Day. So uh, go out there and celebrate National Popcorn Day. By the way, Skylar Cafe on Mondays has really good popcorn. You can get that truffle oil popcorn. Oh, they do? Or I like their rosemary popcorn. I didn't know they had popcorn. Mm. Mm. Do you like popcorn? Yeah, I ate it last night. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll eat popcorn sometimes just because it's what's in the house and it fills me up. But I love popcorn. I like the uh, the big like tubs that mm. has like the three. Got like the regular, oh, right. the cheesy, and yeah. the caramel. That stuff, like when I used to work in offices at Christmas time, some some vendor would bring that in and would sit up at the reception desk. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, I want to get mine first before everybody starts grabbing their hands in it. And they get... should have brought one for everybody. They should have. They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> get a ladle in there. Get a ladle. Ladle it up. <laughs> All right, do you want to go first or second? I go second. All right, here we go with the lightning round. Number one in the popcorn questions for Monica, true or false? The first microwave sold commercially, the Amana Radar Range, had a popcorn button on it. Mm. True. No, it's False. In fact, the uh, first ranges didn't have any buttons on them. They were all these little weird dials they had on. 
Do you you do the popcorn in the microwave? Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't do the popcorn in the microwave. You I, I stovetop it. Oh. Stovetop that stuff. Wow. Because <laughs> I'm a chef. <laughs> Fancy. Now, do you use the popcorn button? Because I, re- I was, as I was doing no, this round, I don't use any of the buttons. I was reading the rounds, and people there was lots of talk online about do you use the popcorn button? And some people say it take, takes too long. I guess some of the newer ones have better buttons that actually like do the temperature down as the popcorn gets ready, or can sense it being ready. Hmm. I don't know. The only way to do it is to sit there and listen to it. Yeah, yeah. You put it in for longer than it's gonna take, and then you wait until the pops are far enough apart. Mm-hmm. It's a good strategy. And then you don't burn your popcorn. Most microwave popcorns now, if you look at the back, they'll say, don't use the popcorn button. <laughs> they, really? They'll come out and just say, don't do that. Don't do that. It's not accurate. <laughs> don't you touch that button. Don't you touch it. Question one for you. The bead, shoulder, and shank are the three parts that make up what? Is that the snare of a snare drum? No. Hmm. It's a drumstick. Oh, the yeah, mm, that makes that makes sense. And shank. The shoulder and shank. Oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, question number two. Uh, this is a multiple choice. Uh, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, Iowa, and Nebraska all have cities that claim to be the popcorn capital of the world. But which of those states? made popcorn its official state snack in 2004. I feel like I should say Ohio just because I'm from there. But I don't remember that. You would have learned about that in school. They wouldn't have been a big deal about it. Now, this happened in 2004. I'm going to say Indiana. It is Illinois. And I looked everywhere for a reason. Could not find one. Is there ever a reason? Yeah, sometimes it's like, because popcorn is, Indiana is the better choice because that's where Oval Redenbacher's from, and yet Indiana didn't go and do that. And you can have you can have multiple states have multiple state snacks at the yeah, same ones. There's a ton of states that have the same state bird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Indiana's doing. Get on it, Indiana. Get that snack. Yeah. Number two for you. In 2005... <laughs> There's nothing better than a mid-question just, oh. <laughs> I think I just added too many words. Number two. In 2005, Nintendo released a game called Jungle Beats, which used small bongo drums to control the movement of what title character? Was that Donkey Kong? Yes. Oh, good. It's Donkey Kong's Jungle Beat. That makes makes sense, I guess. Uh, question number three for you. What TV network's movie award is a statue called the Golden Popcorn? Is it MTV? It is MTV. I was trying to think because I know they have the Moon Man, but that's for the video music Right, awards. right, right. Number three, Trey Cool is the drummer for what early 90s punk rock band? That is Green Day. Correct. Yeah, good drummer. 
Question number four for you. What term for an unpopped popcorn kernel is also a children's card game? I don't know. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a single. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. No, it is an old maid. Really? An old maid. I thought about that, but I thought it was so stupid. Well, you were right on both counts. (laughs) Do you like the kind of partially almost unpopped but a little bit open kernel things? No. I love those. They get stuck in my teeth. There was a point where Trader Joe's was selling those in a bag. Really? Loved it. That's weird. Yeah. Even though once I broke a tooth on one of those, (laughs) it doesn't stop me. I'm I'm tough. Trader Joe's also sold bags of... Lucky Charms, just marshmallows. Yeah. So somebody's like going through <laughs> their childhood and re- repackaging it, picking out the cereal bits. Yeah. And picking out the actual popped popcorn. Yeah. And them. That's some like executive at Trader Joe's going. You know what I always loved about Lucky Charms, just the marshmallows. Maybe we should do that. <laughs> Number four. Some of the oldest known drums are found in China and are made of clay and the stretched skin of what animal which lived along the rivers in Neolithic times? Mm. And uh, they're not like extinct. They still oh, exist. good. Because I was going to say dinosaur. No. Oh, I'm going to get it wrong, though, because I'm going to pick between two. It's going to be the wrong one. I'm going to say crocodile. I knew it. (laughs) Knew it. (laughs) Knew it. I will always be reliable on picking the wrong one between alligator and crocodile. (laughs) Reliable. Oh, you need to pick it and then trick yourself and pick the other one. Right. And then, of course, that'll be, I'll just, it's just... It leads down to just a terrible path of, of choosing. And, <laughs> uh, all right. I knew that was going to happen. All right. Question number five for you, and it's a two-pointer. What two popcorn-based products have brand names that mean, A, something exceptionally fine or great, and B, something trivial and unimportant? Popcorn products? Yeah, these are snacks that have popcorn in them, and these are brand of those kind of things. Oh. All I can think of is Cracker Jacks. Well, that's right for number one. That it is something, something exceptional, fine, and, fine great. and great. What do you oh. call a kid that gives a ball of whack? Call that kid a Cracker Jack. <laughs> that was part of the theme song. <laughs> you call that kid a Cracker Jack. Okay, Cracker Jacks and... Something trivial and unimportant. No, no. Mm. Fiddle Faddle. Do you remember Fiddle Faddle? No. It's basically like Cracker Jack. Oh, okay. But they went the other way with the name. It's like, this isn't so great. (laughs) (laughs) This is... You don't really need this. Hey, have you heard of Cracker Jacks? Try that one. Pretty good. Here's this kid who's fiddle faddle. <laughs> Teach him a lesson with this paddle. <laughs> the theme song, the jingle didn't help. The sales. I'm going to get paddled when I eat this. Uh, can I have the Cracker Jack, please? At least that's good. Uh, last one for you. 
What drummer was so wild that he had to be chained to his drum kit? Oh, that's it? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know that Animal is chained to his drum kit. He's handcuffed to the drum kit. Yeah, that's him. Is it the one? That's mm-hmm. the one? Oh, mm-hmm. good. <laughs> I don't think they can legally chain anyone else to their drum kit. I want to say, though, that somebody did that as a stunt once, and I want to say it was Keith Moon of The Who, or if you watch him play drums, he's kind of all over the place. And I think there was, I, I want to say at some point there was some stunt, and I, maybe that's where they got it for the Muppet Show, that he'd done that at one point just as a joke. But yeah. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. But, but an- that was the answer. Oh, good. Oh, I love animals. Is he your favorite Muppet? No. Who's your favorite Muppet? Um, I kind of like Fozzie. Fozzie's good. Always good for a joke. Um, I don't know. I never thought about who my favorite Muppet was. I don't think about it. I like Beaker. Beaker's great. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sweetums, the big ogre-looking one. Oh, yeah. Sweetums is great. And, and the then, Swedish Chef. The Swedish Chef is great. And I was calling his like Sam the Eagle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of... Well, welcome back to Muppet Talk. Uh, all right, how do we do? You got three, I got two. All right. Well done. That is it for the lightning round. It is now time for game prep. Here are things that happened this week in history that will probably show up somewhere in your pub quizzes this week, especially if you played our pub quizzes. Here we go. January 21st, 1981, a Northern Ireland factory produces the first DeLorean car, the DMC-12. John DeLorean, a former division head of General Motors, started the DeLorean Motor Company with the help of investors like Johnny Carson and Sammy Davis Jr. Unfortunately, the unique-looking car with its sleek silver design and gull-wing doors was overpriced for the time, nearly $30,000 a car, and the company went bankrupt at the end of 1982. Less than 9,000 cars were sold between 1981 and 1983. Many of these can be seen in automotive museums around the world, including two at America's Car Museum in Tacoma, Washington. Have you ever uh, seen a, a DeLorean up close? Yes. Okay. I saw one parked right down oh, the hill oh, once. Out, out, <laughs> out in the wild? Yes. Oh, my God. It was parked like cl- close to the zoo down there at the yeah. bottom of the hill. And we're like walking by, and I was floored. That I would be like, crazy. It was so cool. Yeah. 
Like, take a picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to run home and get my lab coat and my white fright wig. You get your orange yeah. vest and we'll be... Uh, we'll and we be... got there and it was gone. And there was just a trail of fire on the street. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Well, I would just freak everybody out if that was like the what prank. What a wonderful trick. That was a, the, the, if that was the prank that someone pulled, that yeah. would be amazing. That would be a good one. The DeLorean was not the first choice for the time machine in Back to the Future. Director Robert Zemeckis first thought of a refrigerator. A refrigerator? Yeah. At an atomic bomb site. But scrapped that idea because he didn't want kids getting the idea of climbing into refrigerators. This is probably a good idea. Yeah. Also, it's stupid. Well, read on. (laughs) The fridge at an atomic site idea got recycled in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. (laughs) Do you remember that? Did you see that movie? I did, but I don't remember the fridge. He's in the uh, he's in the test site, and he hears oh, he the countdown gets inside of it. and gets inside to survive the uh, the blast, and uh, started the phrase "nuked the fridge," which is like "jump the shark," where a series <laughs> goes off the rails. Yeah, but it wasn't a way to go back in time. No, no, it was just a, an atomic site. There's a refrigerator. Get in it. Sort of thing. Yeah, so the whole, like, kids climbing into refrigerators thing, like, that really happened and kids died. Oh, yeah. And that's why the refrigerator door works the way it does now with the seal Mm -hmm. instead of, like, a handle. Yeah. That's exactly why. Yeah. Yeah. Kids. Because stupid, stupid kids (laughs) accidentally kill themselves. Kids stay out of the fridge. I swear sometimes kids just look for ways to kill themselves. Some dark shit right there. They don't mean to. <laughs> no, they're they're curious and they 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 imitate what they see. I mean, I think it was a good move. Plus, you can't have a time machine where you just like you can't go anywhere. Then after that, you can't use it for anything. It's not mobile. You have to like spend you your keep your food cool. Yeah, but a DeLorean <laughs> was way. What do you do? You don't have no flux capacity. Uh, whatever that was called, flux capacity. Flux capacitor. Yeah. I always say capacitator, and that is wrong, and I'm very sorry <laughs> to everybody out there. Also, it looked freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean- th- It's probably uh, the only reason I know what that car even is. Yeah. I I can't imagine any other car playing that part. Mm-mm. It was well cast. <laughs> and I think saved DeLorean. I think he made a lot of money off of that, that car, uh, getting all those movies. And he spent it on cocaine. Well, he was not. He ended up getting acquitted of those charges. And uh, here's a fun fact. The uh, a company in Texas bought the, the rights to the DeLorean car, and they are working on a hybrid model of the DeLorean right now. Right now? Yeah, as we speak. I just, I just talked to them. They're like, they're like, got the drills out. Probably not a drill. They're hammers. Probably, yeah, they're hammers. <laughs> I can't talk right now. Clank, 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 clank. <laughs> January 22nd, 1887. The forerunner to Columbia Records, the Columbia Phonograph Company, is formed in Washington, D.C., which is why it's called Columbia. Columbia would eventually invest in a radio network dubbed the Columbia Broadcast Company, or CBS, and start a music-by-mail service to get records to rural communities called Columbia House. Do you have any recollection of Columbia House? Yes. Okay, where you can get the 12 LPs and the 13th one for a penny. 
Yeah, I never did it. Neither. But I remember like the the flyers or whatever. Oh yeah, they were in like the newspaper mm-hmm. and I would get that out and read all the albums or cassettes and I would circle the ones that I wanted. And I would be like really excited and I would fill the whole thing out of like, this is what I'm going to get. And I never got it because my parents thought it was a scam. Yeah. 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 My parents never would have let me do that. I think originally it had wholesome ideas because a lot of those rural uh, communities didn't have record shops. So that was their way of getting their product out there. But it seemed a little scammy afterwards. I don't think it totally was a scam. I don't think it totally. I think you got stuff. Yeah. But then it hooked you into these, like, you were almost on a subscription basis where you had to pay monthly stuff. And they would kind of hound you. Like, do you want these albums? You'd be like, no, I don't want these. And they would keep on sending you stuff. Well, you're getting them anyway. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Here's your Foghat album, man. (laughs) Columbia Records' biggest contribution to recorded music was the LP or long player, a vinyl record that could hold more music on each side due to its slower 33 and third RPM. This replaced the old 78 RPM records that were made in the early days of vinyl. So the idea was that this is back when most of the recordings were classical. And the uh, Columbia Records guys decided they wanted to be able to hear a whole symphony on one side of a record. So they they worked on the technology so they could slow the RPMs down on the turntable. Um, Because up to that point, they were all 78s, and the 78s would spin really fast, and you could only fit maybe, you know, a a couple of songs, a couple of tunes on there. That's all that would fit. Yeah, it was it was pretty fast. If you ever see the old seventy eights, they're they're great. They're about the same size, and they just spin so fast, and you just get through them really quick. <laughs> Among Columbia Records' best selling of all time include Bruce Springsteen's "Born in the USA," Pink Floyd's "The Wall," and Adele's "Twenty One." Yeah, which is uh, Adele's "Twenty One" is kind of an amazing thing, just because. Records just don't sell as much as they used to. I can't remember the last time I bought a full-length album. Uh, so the fact that she sold as many records as she did is is pretty incredible. Mm. And she's pretty great. Those are three very different albums. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being obsessed with The Wall. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What, did you see the movie? Of course yeah. you did. Oh, one time it was accidentally played to us in school. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Accidentally. So the teacher had had it for like some psych students. And he was also a social studies teacher for us. And I think I might have been a freshman or sophomore. And we had a substitute. And she got mixed up about which class was supposed to do what. Right. So we're like watching the wall and we don't understand why. (laughs) And then there's like titties all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the teacher was like, like, I don't think this is what you guys are supposed to be watching. (laughs) But hey, we're learning something. She turned it off and everybody was like, oh. She's like, sorry, sorry. That's enough titties for the day. (laughs) But then years later... Is when I got into it, and uh, I must have been like 19 or 20, and I was driving down to Kentucky to see my friend at her college in Lexington, 
which is called Transylvania University, by the way. That's the coolest thing ever. And I've listened to that like the whole way. Cool. And I had my my card, like a tape player, but I had the CD, so I had this like thing that went into the tape player that played on the CD player. Right. And took like a million batteries. Right, right. That's one of those contraptions that you're going to have to explain to young people at some point. <laughs> Don't even bother. You have to, like, who I mean, ever everything wants that again? Like cassette and CD <laughs> are going to have to be explained. And the fact that you had to connect one to the other to get it work in your car. That's amazing. It was awful. <laughs> January 23rd, 1957, inventor Fred Morrison sells his Pluto platter to the toy company Whammo, who would rename it Frisbee later that year. The Frisbee was fairly popular at first, but it really took off after Edward Hedrick redesigned the disc in 1964, making it thicker and easier to catch and adding stabilizing ridges around the disc known as the Rings of Hedrick. Mm. That sounds like a Star Trek episode. It really does. (laughs) Hedrick is known as the father of Frisbee sports. He founded the International Frisbee Association and helped create sports like Disc golf and double disc court. Sounds like I think it's like a Tennessee sort of thing. Oh, okay. Not a, not the state Tennessee, but a tennis ish. When Hedrick passed away, some of his ashes were pressed into a frisbee mold. Yeah, and you can uh, see his frisbee uh, with ashes in them at some museum someplace. Weird. Yeah. There's also ultimate frisbee. Right. They mentioned that though that he did not create that. That came later okay. but uh but i used to play ultimate frisbee all the time Really? that was a college that was a big college game i was on a co-ed ultimate frisbee team i got really good at the behind the back pass <laughs> yeah i've never successfully thrown a frisbee before really i'm terrible at it i can't do it is there somebody in this house that might teach you at some point how to throw a frisbee I just get mad. <laughs> Your frisbee <laughs> anger is is quite potent. I don't know. I just look at other people like, well, they're throwing it. Why am I not throwing when it? When I do it, it goes behind me. What's happening? <laughs> you just need a patient teacher mm. and, and the willingness to learn. That's true. That's what I really need, <laughs> willingness. Don't be sad for Fred Morrison. Why would I? Well, even though he sold the invention to Whammo, he maintained the patent on the invention, which meant that he got royalty payments based on sales. In the first 20 years, Morrison made $2 million in royalties. Yeah, he did fine. January 24th, 1848, James W. Marshall finds a shiny metallic substance in the river near John Sutter's sawmill in Coloma, California, I probably said that wrong. After Marshall and Sutter tested the substance and confirmed that it was gold. 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 They tried to keep a lid on the discovery to avoid a rush of prospectors ruining the agricultural land around the sawmill. And also, they kind of wanted to keep the gold to themselves. Duh. Well, that didn't work. Within months of the rumor, uh, with, that didn't work. Within months, the rumors of the discovery spread. The news reached the East Coast in August, and in December of that year, President James Polk confirmed the discovery of gold in an address to Congress, and then all hell broke loose. 
Weird. Yeah. At the time of the discovery, California was a territory with about 8,000 settlers. By 1850, 100,000 settlers had moved to California and in September became the 31st state to join the Union. Yeah, they rushed. Uh, that they, uh, they weren't uh, really in any sort of rush to get the California Territory in, and then gold was found, and all those people moved there, and they were like, yeah, maybe we should make this a state. Although the term 49ers has become synonymous with the gold rush, it's the 48ers who made out the best. The earliest prospectors could extract the gold with pickaxes and shovels, some making around $75,000 in gold in the first three months. Many of the 48ers ended up starting businesses and making money off the 49ers who showed up later needing food, housing, and supplies. Yeah, so, you know, there was no transcontinental railroad at that time. There was nothing to get from the East Coast over. So the first people in there were like the people that lived in Oregon or the Oregon Territory also, a lot of people from the Hawaiian Islands, uh, they got on boats and ships and came over. Uh, people from Latin America that could get up uh, fairly quickly through the California Territory. They all kind of got up there and they they didn't have to build a bunch of mines. They didn't have to build a bunch of excavating equipment. They just, <laughs> the gold was just out there and they would just pick it up and pocket it. And then when the 49ers started showing up, they all started their hotels and businesses and just uh, there was a whole list of like what things cost, like three dollars for an egg. They were just charging people like crazy $3 for an egg. Yeah, was a, there was crazy amounts of like they were just gouging people, but people were paying it because they wanted to find that gold. And they didn't really. Some did, but not at, after the forty eighters kind of had picked it clean. There wasn't as much there, but uh, then people just stayed out there because you know it's California. It's nice. <laughs> when, when did they go up to the Yukon? The Yukon is a little bit later, and I think that's that's when they realized the gold in California was gone. Yeah, somebody in Yukon went gold, and they all ran up there. Yeah, and were also too late to the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- well, travel back then. It's like once you hear it. I mean, if you're in New York. And you finally hear six months later that there's gold on the other side of the country. <laughs> and you're like, okay, how am I getting out there? Uh, by that point, I got there. It's going to be all gone. I'm sure people told them that. And so they're like, you know, by the time you get out there, it's going to be all gone. And they're like, but, but, but it's gold. Mm-hmm. It's just like bitcoins. It is like bitcoins, except... Real. Real. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. That was your game of prep. It is audio round challenge time, and I picked a theme this week uh, that we'll see how this goes. Uh, this is a round uh, with uh, titles of songs that have something to do with dog training commands. Neither one of us have dogs, Mm-mm. and none of these commands really work with cats. 
I find I find sounds like opening up the uh, cans of food work with cats, oh, or shaking yeah. the treat bag works mm-hmm. with cats. But sometimes uh, little. Yeah, and we've got one of our cats, one of the one of our outdoor cats that will come back when we whistle. Mm-hmm. A specific kind of whistle gets him running back to the house. That's sweet. Yeah, that took some time to train him for that. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, all these songs titles have some sort of a dog training commands. I just went to a website and looked up list of commands. Yep. I have a feeling we might have some overlap here. I have one extra one, just in case we do. I don't have any extras. Okay. We'll see how this goes. Uh, do you want to play yours first or second? I'll play first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go with the audio round challenge. Play along at home. Number one. All right. I love it. That's Brandy. Mm-hmm. She's a fine girl. And uh, that is called Sitting Up in My Room. Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> Sit up. I got it. I got it. That's good. That's good. Okay, good. We don't have an overlap for the first one. All right. Uh, this was the first command that I saw on a list. So, And I've never used this on a dog. So hopefully this works. Here we go. Song number one for Monica. That might be one of the silliest songs to be a pop hit in a long time. But something about that kind of appeals to me because it's just so, <laughs> it's so gloriously dumb. Yeah. You... It was very popular with kids. Yeah. Break them. My, my niece, she did that dance for us. Yeah. The worst phrase of all time to me is stanky leg. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want anybody ever describing their stanky leg. All right. Do you have a guess on the title? Watch me. That is right for one point. Isn't there parentheses? Yeah, then it's watch me parentheses whip nay nay. Yeah, yeah, whip nay nay. But watch <laughs> me was the first command on one of the lists that I saw. I don't know who does it. It's somebody named Salento. It sounds like a type of salad. <laughs> Could I have a, a large Salento with a vinaigrette, please? Can I have chicken to that? Yeah. Three dollars. $3. Yeah. Can we get one Salento <laughs> with chicken? I think it's, it sounds like a Harry Potter curse. <laughs> Salento! <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Here's number twos for yous. That's Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. Is that Sugar We're Going Down? Yep. All right, good. Down. <laughs> Down. I get it. <laughs> I know, for, even if we don't overlap songs, we're definitely overlapping commands. That's, That's definitely going to happen. Oh, that is fine. Um, by the way, if uh, put this on while your dog's there and see if they uh, they do some of these things. <laughs> Maybe this is working for them. 
We should emphasize it more. That song was called Sugar We're Going Down. 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 <laughs> Here we go with your song number two. That is 311. Is it just called Down? It is just called, say it again for the dogs. Down. (laughs) (laughs) That is called Down. Down. Is that what it's called? It's called called Down. I tried really hard and I didn't, wasn't all successful, but I did try really hard to get ones that were just the command. But that was definitely, definitely tough. I didn't even attempt that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, as long as it's in there in the title somewhere. Yeah. Damn. Watch me. Whip. <laughs> nay, nay. <laughs> teach your dog, teach your dog to nay, nay. Stanky leg. <laughs> I'm sure dogs can do stanky leg all by themselves. So yeah. uh, my turn, right? Right. Number three. Uh, That's Alice in Chains, uh-huh. and that is called I Stay Away. That's right. Stay. Yeah. I always got to like the, that era of... Wow. <laughs> I really liked that band. Though. I do, too. I do, too. But that era, they. I mean, the bands like that kind of started the... It was like all the later ones that were still doing that, that, uh, that were the copiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, here's your next one. Number three? Is that where we're at? Yeah. All right, here we go. The Beatles? That is The Beatles. I don't, I can't remember the name of that song, so I'm just going to guess Stay. Oh. You're on the right track. It's called Wait. Oh. Wait. Wait. Dang. Yeah. It's off of Rubber Soul, and that's one of my favorite I Beatles love that songs. Album. Oh, so good. That was the one that, as I was putting this together, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just listen to the whole album. <laughs> and went about five songs deep, and then was like, nope, I got to get back to work. Uh, number four. Waiting for tonight. Mm-hmm. Wait. And that is uh, Jennifer Lopez. That's right. Right on. I was doing some chair dancing to that one. A little bit of chair little bit, dancing. A little bit of chair dancing. That's what I can do today. Bad knees, everybody. Chair <laughs> dancing is what I got. All right. Here's your next one, number four. Uh oh. Recognize the band? No, but I'm gonna guess Arctic Monkeys. Oh, right, you got the right era of it. Uh, that is the Strokes. Mm. 
and the song is Take It or Leave It. <laughs> Got two commands in there for that one. So proud of you. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's it's the little joy <laughs> in life. Very little joy. Hey, now wait a second. <laughs> Last one. Last one. I'm going to get you. Okay. And pretty soon I'm wondering how I came to doubt you. All you got to do is smile and smile. And therefore my defenses. Well, you're not going to get me with Dolly Parton. No, I didn't think I would. And that song is called Here You Come Again. God, you knew the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's like 78, and that's like right in my... AM radio listening wheelhouse or something like that. I remember the, her singing that on the Muppet Show, going back to Muppets. Oh, oh so good. Um, all right, I'm going to play you the last two, so you're going to have a chance to get a bonus point here. <laughs> okay. So here is, uh, here is number five, and uh, I think the song gives away the title a little bit. Do this no. Well, it sounds like they might be giants. It is. Okay. Is it? it was it in there? The yes. Title? Yes. Is it no? It is no. <laughs> From their album, no. <laughs> but I loved that there was a section in there where they fit in a bunch of uh, yeah. commands in there. Well, you don't usually give the title away. I know. That was just too... There's no section of that song that doesn't use that. I know. And then I wanted to put that section in with all the different little uh, commands. Okay. If we do this for an audio round, that song's not going to be in there. We're not going to make it that easy. But here is your last... (laughs) No. No. Here is your last one. Your bonus. <laughs> now while that song was going on we had a dramatic point at murder face oh that was cute murder face uh, didn't do anything to the point he just, just kept on lounging around by the window all right you got a title for that one stay yes well done lisa loeb lisa loeb very nicely done yeah that so. was the one title that was the most that i could find there's lots of stays out there yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So how'd we do? Well, with my special bonus. Yes. I got eight. Nicely done. And you got a perfect ten. Hey, I'm gonna go train a dog. A dog. <laughs> and that's how Paul became a professional dog trainer. <laughs> it all started on the podcast. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, that is it for this episode of the Quiz Fix Podcast. Before we go, uh, let's tell everybody where we're at this week. Tuesday, Fitzgerald's in Ballard. Mondays at Skylark in West Seattle. Tuesdays at the Crown Bar in Tacoma. Wednesdays at the Berliner in Renton. Thursdays at the local 907 in Renton. Also, join Cat on Tuesdays at the Bison Creek Pizza in Burien. And Mookie and Jeff at Murphy's in Wallingford on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, those uh, are all free. 
all free to play and even in tournament stuff you don't have to sign up for anything you don't have to pay anything all you got to do is show up and show how smart you are and win some prizes and get in that tournament action boss do it so if there's like a team that plays and they really need like some more points where mm-hmm. do you think they should go well i'll tell you right now and i'm just running the stats on uh, on places if you haven't been to fitzgerald's it's a cool bar they got uh, super cheap tacos on Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. And then Bison Creek Pizza in uh, on Tuesdays uh, with Cat and Burian. Uh, another place that, uh, you know, does usually is running four or five teams, but a good place to go in and challenge some. And there's some good teams in both places. Mm-hmm. So there's no automatic wins in either one of these places. So uh, go in and challenge those folks. Give them a run for their money. Don't let them just waltz into the tournament because they play those places every week. And, you know, give them something to think about. Yeah. Um, and, of course, every other place is open as well. Skylark and Berliner and Local 907 and and uh, the Murphy's places. Go in and get your points where you can all week long. Uh, I think that's it for the podcast. I think so, too. I, th- <laughs> I think we are done. <laughs> so, on behalf of uh, everybody. On, no, on behalf, behalf of everybody? Yeah, on behalf of everybody. <laughs> you. You. I'm going to dramatically point at Murderface. You. you. Uh, thanks for listening and downloading. Uh, first downloading, then listening. You know what? Thanks for doing both. And we'll talk at you next week. Bye. Let's get trivial, trivial.